Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And we thank you for sharing that with us. With guest host, Steve White. Let's go live. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver, that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you, I will say no. Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports Bay Area, Matt Mayoko. Coming up. NFL Network reporter James Palmer, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, and now sitting in for Rich, Steve White. All right, welcome to the Rich Eisen Show, which you can watch on Roku TV. I am Steve White, joined with Chris by Chris Brockman, hey, Jason hey. Feller, TJ Jefferson in the house, hey. and trust me, they they are carrying me. I'm sitting here just hoping that the ripcord, that the parachute opens as I'm falling down from the sky. But no, I'm actually having a ball today. We had a great first hour. Chris, wouldn't you say so? It was a pretty good start. Absolutely great start. A lot of real by. Yeah, real positive talk about the the Giants and Broncos and the directions of their team seasons. Kind of tank city USA for those guys, but it's all good. We we talked about Mayoko. We we talked about Brock Purdy. That was good stuff. Rich's fourth son. It's crazy. Yes, and how if Russell Wilson's playing his way out of the Hall of Fame consideration. But speaking of Rich Eisen, Rich is over in London because he's going to be calling uh, this weekend's Ravens-Titans game on NFL Network. And Rich is joining us. And Rich, you know, yes, good sir. stuff last hour. And now it is time for the top five. Fun. Now it is time yes, for the top it five. Yes, it, it is. I've got my top five games that I'm looking forward to most this very weekend. Hit it, please. Hit it. Hit it. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. All right. I need I need the music. I need to get the sense Come of on. things. Come on, Jay Felly. It was going. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Number five on this list. Number five on this list. It's a reunion. Oh. It's a reunion in Las Vegas, Nevada. Peaches and herbs. I am saying <laughs> Patriots and the Raiders are Ooh. one of the most intriguing matchups of this weekend. The Patriots, after starting over, whatever the hell that means, yeah. they're not going one and five, are they? They are not starting yes, one are. and five. Yes, yes, they are. are. They? Yes. We're not betting. I wrong. can't believe it. No. I can't believe I need to see that to believe it. And then Josh McDaniels, is it possible that the Raiders can get back to 500 and place him off the griddle there in uh, in Sin City? It is the master against the uh, the Jedi Knight, if you will. And I can't wait to see this. Patriots versus Raiders. We all know what happened at the end of last year's game. Jacoby Myers has now switched teams, and I imagine will not be throwing a pass no. 
on Sunday. Um, that's number five. Number four on this list, winning teams, baby. Winning teams playing winning teams. Winning record versus winning record. And I say the Lions at the Bucks Ooh. are an intriguing matchup. Four and one Detroit. They play really good football on the road, even better at home, although they have won uh, a couple in a row at home. They're four and one going to three and one Tampa coming off of the bye. The Bucs said today Mike Evans is expected to play. They're expected to have Evans and Godwin and Rashad White and Baker Mayfield coming off of the uh, the Oklahoma win over Texas. And hey, who's been playing better quarterback in the NFL than Jared Goff? There's only Thank maybe you. a handful of guys. I mean, he's been terrific. He has been on point. Let's see what the Lions look like on the road. Can they beat another team with a winning record that they, you know, otherwise in previous years wouldn't have beaten? They could take another step forward against the NFC South leading um, Bucks and keep their lead padded in the NFC North. Number three on this list. Can the Bengals get back to 500 with the Seahawks coming off of thereby visiting Cincinnati? Joe Burrow looked terrific against the NFC West. Arizona Cardinals. What about the NFC West Seattle Seahawks coming to town? We're expected to see the Prez, Jamal Adams, hopefully last more than just a couple of snaps this time around. Devin Witherspoon and Jamar Chase already chit-chatting. Geno Smith coming in with the Seahawks sitting there in the NFC West at three and one, having won three in a row after their season opening clunker against the Rams. Bengals, Seahawks, look forward to this one. Number two. Okay. Glasses off. I cannot believe saying this. I cannot believe I'm saying this. Uh oh. But can Zach Wilson beat the Philadelphia Eagles? Can oh, he do it? <laughs> Come on. Can Come on. get the Jets to 500 against the Philadelphia Eagles, who, as we all know, have not really put anything together, offense, defense, special teams yet to just look like the NFC champion team from last year. They are undefeated, but the Jets defense has been balling of late. What is going to happen when these two teams face off later on Sunday afternoon with the uh, Jets having a bye week? If they can go three and three into their bye coming off of this game and hand the Eagles their first loss of the season, what a monster situation that could be. Or... You know, uh, the Eagles just wind up having Zach for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and keep on keeping on and just keep steamrolling people. And then, of course, the latest uh, individual that's going to be uh, on the business end potentially of, um, of uh, you know, the uh, brotherly shove being Quinn and Williams. The Eagles are 12-0 and all time against the Jets. Let's see what happens in this one. And number one, TJ, this one's for you again. Hopefully you get a better result this time around out there in the left coast. How about them Cowboys? The varsity again. Cowboys against the Chargers. Chargers coming off of their bye. How will they look? Austin Eckler is back in the mix. The Chargers with Justin Herbert coming off of that bye week. Hopefully the non-throwing hand will be a little bit better for him. Kellen Moore, the former offensive coordinator of Dallas, is now coordinating the offense for Brandon Staley and the Justin Herbert charged-up Chargers. Can they just keep Mike McCarthy on that griddle after the trip to San Francisco was such a disaster? This a Monday night game after the Sunday night disaster in California. That's the most intriguing matchup for me coming into this week, week number six. We need one more. All right. All right, we'll get one more. 
I'll do this, even though this was number two on my list until the Browns um, said that uh, oh. it's no Deshaun Watson. I mean, this would have been the second most intriguing matchup of the weekend, but it's now P.J. Walker is the backup quarterback there, replacing uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who, who clearly showed he wasn't ready for uh, NFL play, certainly not against a ravaging, rampaging defense like the 49ers, but Brock Purdy in San Francisco coming to Ohio where, you know, this is the uh, backyard of the York family and the DeBartolos. This is a kind of a homecoming. Can Miles Garrett and this defense rule the day in an early window for a West Coast team? It's never easy. Kyle Shanahan coming back to the spot where he coordinated the offense for Mike Pettin. There it is. And Brian <laughs> Horner at quarterback. Oh, How about that? A little <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Shanahan, Mike Pettin homecoming. That you didn't see that coming. And, you know, there is an eye in Rich and Eisen. Ravens, Titans, obviously, I'm looking forward to that as well. But the Niners, Browns is the proverbial one more on this list. So there you have it. I love that. Love it. My top five list. Love it. A little it. Mike Pettin love for, the, for you out there. Didn't see that uh, coming. All right. This is another Friday uh, edition of the program. So, Chris, I'm ready to now throw things in your direction. You have the floor for the ever, the ever popular, always interesting, What's More Likely. Play my music. <laughs> What's more likely? Never say never, but never. Right. Shout out Deion Sanders uh, for allowing us to say play my music all the time. All right, Rich. Hey, breaking news, Rich. You're in London. You've been here in London. You're there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, you got Ravens and Titans coming up. Uh, What's more likely to be the higher total? Ravens dropped touchdowns or combined actual touchdowns in your game? I'm going to go. I'm going to go combined actual touchdowns in this game. I think the Ravens have heard all about these drop passes and um and uh they're going to they're going to hold on to the football a little bit better. They they have to. Let's put it that way. I mean, five drop passes and a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if you like running plays, um tune in Sunday morning on NFL <laughs> Network at 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time. Since Mike Vrabel came into the league, I have this note on my card, oh, so okay. on my board. Okay. Uh, since Mike Vrabel came into the league in 2018, no two teams have run the ball more times or for more total yards or for more yards per game than the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. They are one and two on both of those lists or all three of those lists. Nobody's run the ball more times for more rushing yards and for more rushing yards per game than these two teams get ready for a lot of running and maybe even from Lamar Jackson as well. Richard, your game's going to be over in two hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That was a, that was a lot there. That's amazing. That's a lot of running. That's a lot of running. running. That's all right. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun. Are you going to welcome Spade in at 15 seconds again? No, no. Cause he he said it was only for Jaguars football. So got it. That's too much. Enough. I already gave him enough of a shot. Right. I love him. <laughs> All right. Some quarterback love. Who's more likely to throw for 300 yards for the second straight week? Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? Ooh. Mm. Trevor Lawrence. They are taking on the Colts. Um, the Colts. Colts is Ayer Franklin. Oh, man. Um, I will go. I'll go Trevor Lawrence. At home against the Colts, I I I kind of dig this new. Do we call him a new Legion of Boom yet? Weich, is that is that fair to say? I, you know, I I, I think we can call them right now. I think they're light. They're not two point oh. They're they're light, not two point How about this for a nickname? TJ, this is Res Consulting, and you are you are <laughs> okay. you are you. How about this? All right, Boom point oh. 
Boom. Are they boom pointo? What do you think? Initially, I don't hate it, so I think you might be. Or is it or, or is it two point boom? boom. I don't know. Boom what do you think? Boom point oh. I like boom point oh. Boom. What do you think? Hold on a second. 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 Felly, hit it. Boom. Point oh. Point <laughs> so there's a comma and a period in there. I love it. There's people walking down the hall in this hotel <laughs> saying, what the hell is going <laughs> is, on in that place with all the pottery? <laughs> okay. Wow, what else that, you got over there? Fantastic. All right. Uh, these two quarterbacks <laughs> both have 11 touchdowns on the year. Justin Fields has four TDs in back-to-back games. Tua has a four TD game earlier this year. Who's more likely yeah. to have a four touchdown game on Sunday? Justin Fields or Tua? Oh, come on, man. Let's go to a let's go to a man. Let's go. Let's go to a Tungo Vailoa against, you know, um, you know, a Carolina team that um, they've got their hands full. Let's put it that way. And uh, (laughs) just because the Bears did it once, I need to see it again before I'm going to sit here and say it's more likely that Justin Fields will do it again. He did it on the right too. the number one on the I get it. The number one guy on the right um, is 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 on fire as is his team. And I think they're going to win this one. Boy, I'm telling you the whole crew, we're excited to do Ravens Titans. We're already looking down the steering wheel. And I know you don't talk about, you only, you only talk about the game that's in front of you, but Dolphins chiefs in uh, Germany Ooh. in about three weeks oh, time yeah. is, um, is something we're all excited about. So I'll go to it right here. All what right. else you got? All right, Rich, this was one of your top five games. Who's more likely to have a hotter seat after losing on Sunday. Bill Belichick or Josh McDaniels? Come on, man. <laughs> what? Whoa, we're on fire. <laughs> what? This is real. I, Josh McDaniels. I've been telling this you is, these guys are real. hot seats for years, and you're not what? listening this to one me. Thing. Rich's Here face has turned beet red by this question. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. The one way that Bill Belichick's era and there's so many different ways you could say era, right? In the NFL, like we're in the Justin Fields era in Chicago, even though it's like two plus years, right? That's that's usually the way we in sports media term something uh, as it is happening for a quarterback or a coach. It's the era, the Frank Reich era in Carolina. Hot seat. Outside of him being the first quarterback. This is truly an era. The last way the Belichick era will end is with him having been fired midseason. It ain't happening. Not happening. No way. I'll go McDaniels here. Just to save you from yourself, Chris. Want want this quick theory? How about this? Bill is done after coaching this year. Herb Street trying to do the ESPN and Thursday night thing too much. Bill goes in the booth with Al for TNF next season. Let me just say something to you. Bill, if he wants to do that, would be phenomenal. How about him and Al Be for a year? Oh my God! Nominal, yeah. Uh, I, 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 that you're on fire right now. What's more likely, <laughs> that or or Bill goes to coach the Carolina Panthers, mm. or the Washington Commanders, mm. or the Dallas oh. Cowboys? Lombardi finished his career with Washington. Just saying. Look at you. All right. What else you got? Uh, who's more likely to still be leading their division after Week Six? Lions or Bucks? Lions. Dude, Lions are a very good team yep. that's bordering on becoming a great elite team in this league right now. 
they are right there. We need to see more wins. And if they, 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 they could maul their opponents um, with more consistency in the next couple of weeks and just be the proverbial team you don't want to face becoming the team that has a shot to uh, go deep and maybe be the team to knock off one of the NFC championship teams from last year. That's how good they're playing. If they stay healthy and man, uh, I, as you know, I was high on the lines to begin with. I chose them to win the division. I'm staying on them and I'll, I'll, I'll say Detroit. Hell yeah. Certainly after week six, I mean, you know, who, who's going to be, who's going to come up and, and, and catch them in the NFC North anyway. So um, I'll go, I'll go Detroit right there. All right. Wide receiver duo to combine for more yards and touchdowns this week. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, or Puka Doncic and Cooper Cup. I'll go Puka and 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 how about how about uh Cooper Cup and uh Cooper Nakua? Or or Puka Puka Cup. I mean that's who they, they Puka Cup. Honestly, they Dixie found it they found another they found another cup. They found it's it's Cooper Cup and Samoan Cup. A mini I mean, good lord. A mini Cooper, right? He's not so mini Cooper. He's, no, he's, he's, big, he's bigger than Cooper Cup, actually. Dude, they not both really. they're both all you know, they're both full Jamar Chase. They're always effing open. Yeah. And they 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 catch everything. I mean, Stafford, all Stafford has to do is put it in their area code, and they're bringing it in. I know. Also, oh, the, yeah, man. Also, after oh, A.J. Yes. Brown yelled at his quarterback, as I told Brockman the he day got his after attention. it happened, Smith has literally been Not, invisible. Nothing, yeah. he, so he's going to have to have an explosion That's on the sideline so he can get some rock. Yeah, and plus, yeah, there's nobody, there's nobody like Sauce Gardner on Arizona's, uh, you know, no. defensive back uh, or cornerback. Uh, roster, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the Rams. Do it. All, right, all right, two more, Rich, uh, and then we yeah. send you on your London day. Uh, who's you. more likely to have their MVP odds improve the most after Sunday? Purdy. They're, they're both. It's Purdy. Purdy. They're both seven. To, they're both seven. To, let me finish. Purdy. <laughs> they're both seven to one right now. Purdy. Brock Purdy or Josh Allen. Brock Purdy. Purdy. Josh Allen. Purdy, baby. That's his guy. Hey, what is Purdy going to do though? It's going to be Excuse raining, me. and it, the Cleveland Excuse D is me. actually decent. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse That's my I man just wanted right to be there. said. After Your fourth son, he eviscerated the after he did what Allen's going to do to the, the Giants, after he eviscerated the Giants in that Thursday night, that week three Thursday night, that Friday, I came on the show and started saying the letters MVP with Purdy. I believe your response was get out of here. We need to get we need to look on that 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 video. Oh. And I keep talking about not just his value on the field. They don't mention Trey Lance's name. And what he makes right now allows John Lynch to spread the wealth and allow this team to be good this year and next. Look out. You bet. Man, I heard a stat. I heard a stat this morning. Brock Purdy is the the 35th highest backup quarterback in terms of salary. He's like 47th (laughs) highest paid player on the 49ers. He's like the 60th highest quarterback in the NFL in terms of salary. Purdy! <laughs> I, should, I should just, I should just <laughs> open my window here in London, here in this room, and just scream that word out. Rich, quick. Right, r- what else you rank, got? Rank your sons real quick. Uh, Xander, I'll Cooper, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> and Brock Purdy. Quick, rank your sons. All right, last what one. else you got, Chris? Last one, last one. Big college football weekend. Uh, who's more likely to be the Pac-12 representative in the college football playoff? Ooh. 
Oregon, oh, Washington, Oregon, or Washington. USC? Oh, man. Ooh, this is good. <laughs> Oregon and Washington play each other this week, obviously. I know, USC I know, at Notre I know, Dame. I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm going to go. I don't, I don't like, I get, I'll go Washington right now. Ooh. Oh, Michael Penix, your Heisman right Trophy favorite at the moment. I'll go Washington right now. But man, how fun is this? It's great. All three of those it's teams awesome. can absolutely win it all. And um, we got Colorado Stanford tonight. Yeah, that's right. Looks like uh, Travis Hunter's coming back yeah, for Prime. Absolutely. So, all right. Thank you for putting me on the spot. Hey, hey, Rich, now I'm going to go get a spot of tea. Rich, real, real quick, before you bring James Palmer on after the break, if Seattle yeah. beats Cincinnati, do we start talking about the Seahawks a little differently? I already talked about it. I, I'm, 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 I'm there already. Uh, I, I can't wait for Thanksgiving night. Seattle versus San Francisco. All they got to do is stay within hailing distance, and then we'll see what goes on uh, right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Seattle was a playoff team last year. And look at the other, you know, wild card weekend yep. playoff teams from last year. Um, and and they're performing the best through the first, I guess, four games of the year with Dallas, the Giants, the Vikings, and they being the other ones, you know, um, along with um, I'm probably missing one more Tampa. I mean, absolutely. You know, so uh, I, I kind of dig what they're what they're looking like right now. Big time. And Rich, this um, one, and Rich, I'm, I'm also taking a page out of your division book. Division winners, I guess. I'm taking a page mm-hmm. out of your book because you've taught me so well. I was hoping that production would hit you with the boom. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I set that up and they missed it. They dropped the ball, Rich. Get on no, these guys right. and you come back stateside. All right, man. Uh, th- thanks for doing this today, Steve. Enjoy enough, the rest man. of your show. Uh, guys, I will see you uh, on Sunday for Ravens-Titans at yes, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, and then overreaction Monday podcast. I will be back in studio to do that and then back in the chair Tuesday. So thanks. Thanks for everybody. Thanks everybody uh, behind the scenes too. You guys are the best. Ladies too. Thank you. Thank you. Point oh. All right. Well done. Rich. All right. Rich Eisen over in London again, calling the Ravens Titans game on NFL network this week. And when we come back on the Rich Eisen show, James Palmer of NFL network and also my co-host on the NFL report, He was in Kansas City Thursday night. He'll be with us next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year people spring has sprung And that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. I've got a nickname for you. And certainly since, again, as we established earlier on, that, that, that people are concerned of the amount of usage that you have um, and you're getting and that, you know, running backs wind up showing diminishing returns. And I don't think you're showing any diminishing returns and that's not going to happen. As a matter of fact, you are the one who does the diminishing. You're the one okay. who comes downhill and does the diminishing. So I have a nickname for you. You, Derrick Henry, are the diminisher. I love it. I love it. Whoa! Should we... I love it. Okay, so you understand this, is, this means a lot to me because I've tried a lot to give nicknames to people in the yeah. NFL, and they have rejected them. I've been... Oh, no, I, I love it. I love it. I can tell you put thought and time into yes. this nickname and I, I i definitely appreciate it. like you said we've been knowing each other for a long time yes and i know that you put a lot of thought into this and i'm very appreciative it comes from the heart this I comes love from it. right I in here it. you are the diminisher you're the diminisher is coming to your town to diminish your chance of winning you are the diminisher in the fourth quarter the diminisher is running downhill derrick henry yes right but you know but you, but, but you know what i gotta do what I gotta live up to it. That's the only thing I live up to it. No. You gave the nickname, now it's time to live up to it. I am not concerned about it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I appreciate it. Okay, I am not concerned about it. So, so let's print up the, her, uh, the the shirts and the hats and and let's go. I, I'm I'm and and you can have it. You take it. How does that sound? All right. You take it. Hey, sounds good. Derek Henry. Diminisher. The, the, say, say that one more time. I want to hear it. Say it one more time. The Diminisher. Yes. yes. <laughs> Derek, you Henry. have no idea how much um. you made his day. <laughs> you have no idea, Derek. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. And I am sitting at the Rich Eisen Show Desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. I'm Steve Weich, sitting in for Rich Eisen, who's over in London. He's be working for NFL Network this weekend, calling the Ravens Titans game. Um, I'm here with Chris Brockman, Jason Feller, and TJ Jefferson. The crew, the guys are carrying me all show. Appreciate you guys big time. Crushing it, Steve. Hey, man, I don't know if I'm crushing it. You know, I got to have people carry me all the time, which is why our next guest, we're bringing in James Palmer from the NFL Network. And James is my co-host also on the NFL Report, which, like the Rich Eisen Show, JP, you can watch Mm -hmm. on Roku and other fast channels and streaming apps. JP, we see you are in your car. Um, 
you're not being driven, so much props to that. <laughs> no. Uh, and, no. you know, we're not like Rich, you know, we're, we're not sitting in the backseat. So you're, you just landed back home in Denver because you were at the Kansas City Broncos game last night. And we've been sitting here talking ad nauseum about the Broncos and how they're struggling and Russell Wilson. But let's go to the Chiefs right now, JP. Yeah. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes throws for 300 yards last night. They have all these great statistical numbers except for on the scoreboard where only they have 19 points. And it still does not seem, even though the Chiefs are 5-1, and one, that they have hit their stride offensively. What's going on on that side of the ball? Yeah, Steve, it's funny. You know, I talked to Chris Jones on the field after the game, and it was funny. Our conversation started with so many years, Chris, right? Your defense has kind of had this slow start, and then Steve Spagnuolo gets them better as the season goes on, and what are they doing? They're playing their best football by the end of the season and into the postseason. It's almost flipped this year. Like, the offense is trying to find their footing in this first quarter of the season, and the defense has come out screaming hot. And we can talk about the defense, but talking to people pregame and being on that sideline, uh, because of our show, Steve, because of being on the insider show that's also on the network, I believe Mike Garofolo and I arrived to the sideline sometime around 1030 in the morning for this Thursday night game. So I had plenty of time to talk to people on the sideline, right? And so talking to people, it was essentially this. It's not like Patrick Mahomes trusts everybody out there outside of Travis Kelsey. Actually, Justin Watson was a name that I kept being told is the other guy he trusted quite a bit. And then he has a dislocated elbow in this game. He's going to be out a few weeks, to my understanding. Maybe more. We'll see how the scans go. But that's why we're seeing him run more. See, that, That's what I was told repeatedly is he's kind of looking at it going, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger. I can get these eight yards. I can get these 10 yards. Keep moving the football because it's not entirely sure he trusts what Rasheed Rice is doing or, or what Sky Moore is doing. And, you know, that's why you're seeing him running the football at a greater clip than he ever has in his career because he's he's taking that in some of these instances as opposed to to maybe taking a chance on some of these throws that you've seen him do, and he's protecting the football in a sense as he's learning with these guys. But the part that stands out to me the most is I'm told he's been brilliant with them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the meeting room working on things, telling him how they want, how he wants certain things. Two routes by Rasheed Rice recently stood out to him as, okay, we're getting somewhere. And so this is a work in progress with it. But part of it, I'm told, is is a trust factor that's not entirely there yet. And that's why we're seeing him run a little bit more. Well, I mean, it's interesting when you think about, you know, some of the greats, you know, Tom Brady, when they change receivers, not having necessarily a trust factor. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers, not necessarily having a trust factor. At some point, though, James, when you get – to the end of the season, that trust factor has got to develop. So, again, it, it may be a work in progress, but they're still getting dubs. Yeah. But what is keeping them in games is this defense. So you mentioned this defense yeah. typically starts peaking at about week 12, 13. They've been doing it from the outset. What is working on that side of the ball that East Bagnolo has helped drum up? I, I think they're deep, Steve. I mean, I, I mentioned Chris Jones. He told me this is the most complete defense he's been a part of in, in Kansas City from, you know, every position that you look at on the field. They have two really good corners in Trent McDuffie and Legarius. Yeah, they do. They have three different safeties that they play. You know, Brian Cook can play down and in, in, in the box, and, and, you know, Justin Reed can do a variety of things. Obviously, they're, they're still looking for more from a couple of their young edge guys. That's why, I don't know, maybe a new available edge rusher. Talk about it. Go ahead and City. drop that news That's in. been there before. I'm not sure if uh, when Frank Clark arrives in Kansas City, um, Chris did yell it to me when he was running off the field. He's like, Chris will be here Monday. I, he doesn't have a say in the front office, but obviously he wants his running mate back there in Kansas City. 
So uh, the, the part that stands out to me the most and, and, and talking to front office people in Kansas City is these little moves, Steve, right? We talk so much about big free agent acquisitions, that first wave of free agency when everybody's going, oh, this guy's signing for this. They went out and got Drew, Drew Crankwell and they go out and get Mike Edwards. And these are two sleepy, quiet signings that have done wonders for this defense. When Nick Bolton missed a stretch, and there's a lot on this middle linebacker, right. Steve Spangolo's defense. You know that. That position has a lot on its plate. For Trinkle to just come in and just own it, play it, they're trying to find ways to put him on the field because he's been playing so well. That's the problem they have on defense. They have some guys they'd like to get on the field and they can't get them enough snaps. They're deep. They can get after the quarterback and they can cover. Yeah, I mean, that, that's an absolute good problem to have, as the cliche, cliche goes, when you have – so many talented players, and to have them on defense where injuries are going to show up. But I, I like what you mm -hmm. said about Drew Tranquil because when he was with the Chargers, he was a tackling machine. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of surprised that they let him go, but they went out and got Kendrick, so he, he became you know somebody who could be replaced. But adding him, this is such a great Brett Veach, Andy Reid move to kind of mm -hmm. add a player to position of strength. Because like you said, Nick Bolton, he's one of the best inside linebackers in the NFL, but to add a Tranquil yeah. to play alongside him or to replace him, just a deft move right there. So real quick, we, we talked about the Chiefs. Let's go over to the Broncos. We saw their defense actually play a yeah. good game last night, but offensively, James, I mean, they were just yeah. stuck in the mud. What's happening there? Hey, I, I'm not sure how long you're having me on, Steve. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if that really okay, where we can start let's go, and where we can finish Let's go this. to quarterback because Russell Wilson had played – you know, for the for the most part, decent football leading up to this game, even though I think that bar has been lowered for him based on what he was in Seattle. When we talk about decent football, he did not play well last night. No, he did not. And I, I he's actually his loss of a step, I think it's a microcosm of the entire team on really both sides of the ball. I, I think they lack team speed on defense. I think they lack team speed on offense as well. And you've seen them kind of searching for it because where are they getting their explosive plays? It's it's the two rookies, in all honesty. Julio McLaughlin out of the backfield, running the football, and Marvin Mims, the rookie wide receiver. Those those are their two explosive players. Outside of that, you're, you're not seeing a whole lot of speed. They wanted Greg Dulcich to be a big part of this offense, play that joker role that they assigned him to that you've seen a variety of players have in New Orleans over the years. Just can't stay healthy. Right. Came back off of IR for this game from the hamstring. Gets a hamstring injury again in this game. You know, the, the receivers have not been able to find separation, although Cortland Sutton had a phenomenal catch in the end zone for the touchdown. It's It's been difficult to move the football because the offensive line as well has not been able to really pass protect. And you thought they'd hang their head on running the football, but they've been oftentimes just abandoning the run entirely. They did that against the Jets a week ago in the second half. They barely ran the football. And this is where we thought a great defense running the football Running play action would be all the things that would help out Russell Wilson, and we'd see him play better than we did a year ago. We are seeing him as a whole playing better than he did a year ago because I don't know if you can get much worse than the way he played last year. So he is better in a sense. But the offense in its entirety has just been so sluggish. And to me, the biggest thing that stands out is when they have had success, Steve, it's been in the first half. Look yep. at the first half splits for Russell Wilson compared to the second half. He's been phenomenal coming out with the script and Sean Payton's script and the rolling. But when they have to adjust – and in my opinion, Russ has to start reading all the adjustments himself. And this coaching staff has to adjust. That's where they've struggled just mightily. This was a really good defense that throws a variety of things at you. And they just kind of looked lost on that side of the ball with what Spags was throwing at them. 
You know, JJP, we're going to go a little bit to the right here, but you talk about the Broncos' explosive players, and one of those was supposed to be Jerry Judy. Um, and we saw a pregame, our colleague, uh, Steve Smith, uh, who we love, you know, him and Jerry oh. Judy had an exchange. And you were there. Not you were there. Person. Right. Yeah. You, were, you were there for all of it. Um, and, look, I, I think Steve showed an issue for those, you know, who didn't know about it. Pregame, Steve Smith tried to approach Jerry Judy and apologize to him for saying some critical remarks they said about Judy on his Cut to It podcast, to which Judy responded with some profanity and some talk that, you know, hit Steve. It, it, it was personal. Um, and so Steve went on air and and said, look, Jerry Judy's a, t- a, a tier three wide receiver. He's kind of just a guy. But you being there, because Steve also came back and said he doesn't want to sit there and pile on and talk about this. He doesn't want to have black-on-black crime, so to speak, a black analyst talking about a black player. But you being there and seeing this whole atmosphere, what about the way that went down, the way that was handled, and and kind of where everything got buttoned up? See, I was standing with with Steve on the sideline when the whole thing went down. I mean, I I heard everything that Jerry said to him, that that Steve wanted to approach him. I talked to Jerry in the locker room afterwards, asking him, you know, if he's going to talk to Steve. And, I mean, Jerry did tell me in the locker room, he said, I, how was I supposed to know if he was going to apologize to me? I mean, he was referring to what he's read and uh, seen from from Steve Smith and, and the comments about his play. I'll say this, Jerry Judy reads a lot of that stuff in social media. Um, so he sees it and he hears it. And so I more or less said, well, maybe, you know, you didn't give him a chance to, to say it. But anyway, what ended up happening was, obviously, Steve can get hot. What we do know is – this happens every place I've been with with Steve, where he interacts with every yep. receiver. I mean, receivers just flock to him. They just come over, and he talks to them. I mean, hell, I, I remember being at, at Ohio State's Pro Day with him, and we were talking to Jackson Smith and Jigba, and, man, was he being honest with Jackson about what he has heard about him and things he wanted him to correct because he wants him to be a good receiver. And he's got the credibility. I don't think Steve – he has all the credibility in the world and the way he played the game with the toughness of the way he played the game and his approach and mentality to the game. He does this with every receiver. Now it's whether the receiver wants to take the criticism or not, because I would say Steve is very constructive with his criticism. He doesn't go and bash these guys. He honestly wants all of them to succeed. He wants every receiver to succeed. And so when I hear him have these conversations that are very frank, and they're very private, honestly. And I don't talk about what I hear as a fly on the wall next to him in a lot of these. And th- they're always ending with, you know, I got you. Like, come on, you can do this. Like, that's usually the way they end. So that's probably my assumption. And talking with Steve on the sideline, that's to where that conversation was going to go on the sideline if it ever was going to happen. Uh, and it ended up not happening. And then, you know, it kind of escalated when Jerry was uh, dancing and I was recording it. Uh, for the Twitters or the the X's out there. Um, and he was doing it right behind our live shot with a, with a purpose. So uh, it got a little weird, honestly, because it lasted for a very long time. Uh, but it just, it was, it was something that you didn't expect pregame, um, especially with someone that, you know, might be headed out of Denver as a weird showcase if somebody could be available to the rest of the league uh, on a Thursday night. Yeah, and, and Jerry Judy ended that game with three catches and, 14 yards. 14. So for anything, you know, Steve was saying it, it, it played out right there. Look, I, I know Steve and I know, yeah, I've known him since he was a player covered him back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I know how much he is really about finding inner peace, 
being better as a human Big being. I, I think at some point they'll have a conversation. It'll be private. Hopefully. I guarantee they will. Yeah, and, and yeah. hopefully it stays private, and, and those two can become better men um, because of it. So I, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned for everybody there. And, and again, I, I hope, I'm sure they'll have that conversation. Um, last thing, JP, before we get out of here, our show, the NFL Report. How yeah. much do you have to carry me like these guys in studio oh. are carrying me today to get through Rich's show? Guys, what's it like? I mean, he's polite and all, and he's nice. <laughs> it's, it's heavy lifting sometimes when you tell him certain things that you want to say, and then he snatches them, it steals them from you all the time. He uses them before you can say That's them. Right? That's oh, my move. It's the worst. No, this is this show has been an absolute blast to do with Steve so far. I mean, getting a chance to to just talk ball and like I was talking to some of the coaches on the chief staff who were like, "We've been listening to this podcast. Like, it's it's a smart like." football show because they've listened to the audio version and obviously it's on roku and everything else and streaming it's it's you know leslie frazier the other day steve right yesterday breaking down 21 personnel and how the dolphins and niners use it at a rate that nobody else does um is is fascinating for i think any football fan so that's essentially what we're getting at and it's it's been a really really good time you're you're heavy yeah you're you're lighter than your playing days but uh (laughs) but but it's a treat man and I would tell you this, in doing the show with James, look, we've been friends for a while. It's just so great working with somebody who I respect and appreciate and have such an affinity for. And, you know, someone who does so much of the heavy lifting for, we can't say a network anymore. We're kind of a network slash channel slash well, if you will. streaming yeah. app uh, slash podcast. But there's so much heavy lifting traveling across the country with his beautiful, you know, he's got a beautiful wife, Meg, wonderful son, Nick's. Uh, there at Denver, it just you know my respect for him just as a human being and top of a great right, journalist, sure. top shelf. All right, JP, go ahead and drive home to that beautiful family again, guys. He's being he, he's driving. Yeah, no, it's amazing. No, James, I'm not driving. James, also real quick with Tom Pelissaro's coming up next. <laughs> who's got Who's got better hair? Be honest, you or Tom? Oh my god! <laughs> Is it a competition? Oh, really? No, life is a competition. James, you understand. This who is won, something we talk about last all the night? time. Who won last night? The, who won last night? My hometown Philly, Philadelphia Phillies or the Atlanta Braves? Oh, oh right. there we go. It's the I'll Phillies. Phillies reference. There it is. Ooh, Phillies. Got to get the old man a ring before uh, he retires. They're, they're, they're the hot team. They're going to get it done. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, JP. Be well, brother. Appreciate you, man. All right, guys. Take it easy. Take care, James. All right. After the break here on the Rich Eisen Show, we have plenty of more conversation. Football, little college ball, little NFL ball. We keep on going. What do you got for us, Chris? What Let's do, do it. Let's do it. We're going to talk everything. Elsa, it's we want to hear from you. Balls. Call us right now, 844-204-RICH. If you want to talk to Steve or any questions about your games coming up this weekend, any Bigfoot, who cares? Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% 
on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. So you guys, see, so you guys don't have unique names. What do you mean, see? you guys? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Wow. I'm just saying. There's no one saying, oh, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. I'm going to name my baby Tom. That's not how it works. Tom is too simple. Shaquille, Alshon, these are unique names that people will name their kids. I promise you. Steve is not laughing. He's not looking at you. And he is no, leaning his thoughts Steve is a regular name. Well, that's not Steve, Steve is a regular name. Steve is my the name that folks can pronounce. Oh, see, uh-huh. now Steve got another name. Wow. Steve, what's your other name? My real name, which is three people called me. My mom and my grandma. <laughs> And my wife uh-huh. is, is actually Steve-On. Now, S-T-E-V-O-N-N-E. Now, Steve-On. Steve-On. Had you used that name? <laughs> had you used that name, right? I, and you the, le- no, you the legend, you the legend you are. Had you used that name, do you know what would have happened? In any city you played in, everybody had a baby with a name, their baby, Steve-On. You know what would happen? You know what's up? I don't care what city you played in. Carolina, Baltimore, whatever city you played in, that city would have had babies with that name. Santa Monica. Every time you score a touchdown, <laughs> they're going to be like, I'm naming my baby. Steve-On. Well, right? You know him, right? Well, Steve, Steve-On, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Steve-On. Oh, thanks for coming on, Steve-On. You got to reach me. Even, <laughs> hey, even, hey, even mentioning that name right now, a few light bulbs went off. <laughs> this baby oh, do tomorrow man. perfect. This hey, baby do tomorrow perfect. Y'all some dirt man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. I am Steve Weich, and stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open WWO Sports on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. That's right, stream Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and Rich all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. 
The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. All right, Chris Brockman, I, I, you told hey. me we have a phone call. Yeah, Steve, let's do it. Let's go to Dave in California. All right, Dave. Dave, what's up, brother? Oh, no. Dave. Dave's still with us? Dave, are you there? No, I'm here. Yes. So, in the spirit of what's more likely, is it more likely that Russell Wilson's play just spontaneously fell off a cliff or that Seattle's coaching staff recognized his limitations and coached around him for a few years before just unloading him. Oh, great question. Ooh, that, 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 that's a fantastic great question. question and, and I do think, and, and that goes, Dave, thank you for that. I think that goes to earlier on the show, we had Matt Mayoko on from Bay Area Sports, who is a Hall of Fame voter, right? And so I think that's going to be the question that a lot of them are asking. Was it Russ who helped Seattle win that Super Bowl and make all those great plays with Doug Baldwin and, and Curse and players like that? Or... Was he just a product of their offense with a great defense that they could do some great things because they had the Legion of Boone, they had Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, and Brandon Meebane, and great guys like that on the defense that kept things in check that let them take certain risk because of Russell Wilson. I frankly feel that he's just fallen off some. I mean, and, and I, how far he's fallen, I don't know because the player who I used to see, I don't care if there was 30 seconds or 13 seconds left on the clock. He could lead the Seahawks 70 yards downfield and throw a touchdown, get them in position for a game-winning field goal. He was one of the most clutch quarterbacks mm. uh, I saw for years playing with receivers who were undrafted or drafted in the lower rounds and helped that whole – I mean, Doug Baldwin is one of my favorite receivers of all time. right? I, I don't know if Doug or Curse were drafted. And these guys were fantastic players. And, and I think Russell Wilson played a lot into that. He didn't have a great offensive line. Had a great running game with Marshawn Lynch, some of the running backs that they had. But I think this is more a case of him leaving that organization and maybe some of the comforts that that coaching staff provided him to succeed and going someplace where he has just fallen off. I don't know if he's been exposed, but I just think physically and some things like that, he is not the same guy. Let's make uh, some presumptions about how the rest of this season goes. Okay, let's assume Denver kind of just – plays this way the rest of the year they have a top five pick uh russell wilson's owed i think mike florio said 37 million on the fifth day of the new league year next march let's assume that he's not going to get that money he's going to be released by denver what is the market for russell wilson in free agency next march and that is often the greatest determiner of what quarterbacks think and I, and I say that, I'm what teams think about quarterbacks, and I say that because, oh, it was only about five years ago when Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate. Right. He's not getting, I mean, Will Greer's getting calls before Chris Wentz yeah, to be a yeah, backup Car- right now. Carson Wentz is ATC. He's at the crib right now hunting, posting pictures on Instagram. Like, he can't even get a call from the Jets who, you know, a couple weeks ago looked like they were in the market for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, look, look at Cleveland's situation. I mean, it's, it's interesting – and I'm so glad you asked the question that way, Chris, because if Russell Wilson were to hit the free agent market next year, and let's say he's willing to play for $15 million a year, how many teams are going to go there? And if, he, if he's saying I, I got it, it's got to be 30 plus, you know, he's no chance. No, no one's no one's doing that. They're just going to draft a quarterback, make moves that can they can do for an affordable you know an affordable contract. Like is he suddenly in the Cam Newton zone from a couple of years ago? Or is he in the Jimmy Garoppolo zone even? I mean, where he's playing for that type of money. I, I mean, I think that's 
that's going to be a great determiner because it's it's just do you say well he has to go to a certain type of system is he that I just don't know how he is valued now because it does seem like something to me when I watch him he doesn't seem as confident as he was in, in Seattle and again I, and he and he shouldn't be he, he's the team's not what it was he's not playing the way he was he's not playing the same style that he used to play um, but is that because it's physically there is it you know Th- those are questions we just don't know. Again, I'm a I'm speaking to this as a big Russell Wilson fan, uh, as a human being, and as a football player. Uh, you heard us just a little while ago when we had James Palmer from the NFL Network on, who was at the Chiefs Broncos game on Thursday night, talk about a situation that happened between our colleague Steve Smith and Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy pregame. Um, I think we do have that sound queued up. Let's go ahead and address this and hear what Steve had to say on air, which kind of made their private conversation very public. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by, and Steve called out to him, and he got a different reaction. I called out to him because on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. Just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past. I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you use a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. All right, that's my colleague Steve Smith, and it is a man that I love dearly. So man. any anything I say about Steve comes with tremendous bias because I, from when I covered him to now, he's a much more – Famous 89 than I was, but we shared the number. Um, but look, I, I think one of the reasons why it's such a conversation piece is, one, the people who know Steve know he's honest. We've had a couple comments from former players recently being critical. Um, you know, Dante Whitner saying, Dak Prescott sucks, this and that. Steve was a much more professional in the way uh, that he handled that. Okay, we're going to address that and more when we come back after the break here on The Rich Eisen Show. All right, so, you know, let's, you know, the, the Steve the Steve Smith thing. What he said about Jerry Judy, I spoke to somebody who was there, and we had said James Palmer on, who said he was there too. Heard the exchange was a little bit more heated from the Jerry Judy side. Mm. Um, we all know that, you know, Steve Smith has had some things in his past where, you know, he, he would get triggered. He would, he would act out in a certain way. And here I thought he handled himself pretty professionally. But as, let me tell you this as somebody who's a, a – beyond middle-aged man right here, much closer to the grave than I am the legal drinking age. <laughs> um, when somebody in their 20s speaks to me a certain way, you know, it's kind of the get-off-my-yard mentality, get-out-of-my-yard mentality. Um, 
But, you know, we've lived a lot more life than you have to. And when you treat people of a certain age a certain way, they're going to react like, dummy. Like, you don't know what's coming. And I think that, <laughs> right, right. right. And, and I think that's why Steve said, right. okay, go ahead and, and, and be an average receiver. I'm just going to keep on telling people what they've already seen on film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, the way he said it may come off as being spirited or trying to mess with Jerry Judy's potential money, but he's telling people what they've seen on film. Um, and, and so, again, I've said this before, you know, as a black man, I hate seeing black men go after other black men mm-hmm. uh, publicly. Or whatever it's it's not something that's healthy because there is a, a kind of a crabs in the bucket mentality um, with some folks. But I, I'm really hoping these guys are going to speak privately and they're going to settle this and they handle business like men. All right, we'll, we'll be back after the hour here on the Rich Eisen Show, which you can watch on Roku. 